This episode of Forging Flame is brought to you by Hotel Tango Whiskey. Hotel Tango Whiskey, located in Indianapolis, Indiana, America's first combat-disabled veteran-owned distillery, producing fine quality spirits and a super fun atmosphere at their many tasting rooms. If you're in town, stop in, say hello, grab a bottle, grab a t-shirt, grab a drink, maybe grab a couple, bring a friend, bring two, bring three or four even, but keep the noise down Maintain social distance, at least until COVID's over with. Uh, If you don't live in Indy or don't care to visit, I understand. But you can go to shop.hoteltangowhiskey.com. Pick up a bottle there, unless you live in one of those backward states that doesn't allow booze to be shipped through the mail. In which case, we all feel sorry for you. Our condolences. Hotel Tango Whiskey, distilled with discipline. Welcome to Forging Flame, a podcast where we explore the creative process by having conversations with creatives of all types. My name is Ryan Selleck. And I'm Nick Hinton. And today we are super excited to bring to you our conversation with Jessica Heckel. Jessica and I have been friends for many years now. I've always been a fan of her work. She's an excellent musician. She's a magnificent painter. She does leatherworking. She does laser cutting. She does whatever the hell she wants. So <laughs> it's, it's really cool to have her on. She's a, a modern day alchemist, truly taking a, a visualized idea from her mind and manifesting it into reality. Absolutely. What do you, what, like, what's the word for someone who's so multi-talented in so many things. Is it polymath? Is that what that is? I think that's, that's a word. That's the for word. It, yeah. Okay. Sometimes I say words without completely understanding what they mean. So <laughs> it's probably best to ask. Yeah. So she's, uh, she's releasing an album soon. It's called empty boat and she's going to be releasing it on July 15th, 2020 to all major streaming platforms. But she's also releasing a limited edition physical copy of the album. And there's two different versions of it. And we go over the whole thing on the podcast. And unfortunately, if you're listening to this on audio, you really won't be able to grasp how cool these little objects are that she's created for her physical copy of the album. So we'll be releasing the this particular podcast on YouTube. So definitely check that out so you can really see how cool these things are. And um, so, yeah, without further ado, here is Jessica Heckel joining us via Zoom. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you for uh, for agreeing to be on our show in one of our first episodes. Um, Jessica, I've, I've known Jessica for, oh gosh, since back in the MySpace days, we were online buddies for a while. Yeah. And uh, recently met her in uh, 2017 and we collaborated on a few projects and that was a whole Very lot cool. of fun. And uh, actually, when I first had the idea for this podcast, um, she was one of the first people that I thought of because I was so infatuated with her entire process because she does so many different things and there's so much interesting overlap between all the different things that she does. So Jessica, thank you so much. And, uh, how are you? How are you doing? How's everything going? Oh, thanks for inviting me. I'm, I'm so excited to be on your, your program and gosh, things are going great. Um, 
It's crunch time right now. We're going to open pre-orders on Saturday, which is the Equinox. And then um, the album set to release on July 15th is my birthday. So it's a little less than a month away. Um, but things are going really great. I'm really excited. I've been keeping a lot, uh, a lot of the details under wraps. And so this will kind of be the first time I'm really going to be talking about... Um, what I've been working on. So, uh, Ooh, shit, yeah, we got think the of a better venue for that. Yeah, nice. you do. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah, you. You uh, guys are the first. You know what? As uh, I got a, I got a call. I got an email from the Weekly today. But you guys were first, so you get the credit. Hell yeah! We thought of it first. Well, okay. So yeah. since we're the first, let's let's go on ahead. And before we get too deep into your background, Jessica. Um, okay. What exactly is releasing? We know it's a record, but. Who or knock over all my equipment? Who or what is releasing this album, and what's what's that all about? Tell us about the album. Sure. So this will be the first album that I'm releasing just under my own name, okay. Jessica Hackle, and then um, Tribe of Crow, my kind of creative collective entity, is going to be uh, serve as the record label. So it's um, Jessica Heckle presented by Tribe of Crow. Nice. Um, and my previous two albums have been released under the name Gemini Rising, and we kind of just, I sort of closed that chapter at the end of the, the previous album, and we're, we're stepping into new territory here. Pretty exciting new territory. I can't believe how much has happened in the last six years since the last release. Um, but one of the things that certainly happened is that CDs are obsolete. And, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's that's one of the um, uh, the changes that I've really had to sit down and take time to think about and get real about and address in how I'm going to present my music in ongoing into the future because it's it's certainly not going to be CDs um, and yet the digital format leaves so much to be desired. I think we lose so much of the art experience that we got with CDs, certainly that we got with records and even tapes, and so I want to find ways to preserve that. Sure. Um, so I was having a, a kind of brainstorm session with um, my friend who's also a musician, and we got to talking about CDs, like I usually do with other musicians, and I go, oh, well, you know, how many boxes of CDs you got? <laughs> Collect and dust, because I got more than I'd like to have. Um, but really, the question is, what are you going to do next? What do we do now? And, um, and... And I said, well, shit, you know, what, well, what is a CD? Let's start with, what is that even for? And it's really just to deliver music. We're delivering music and we're delivering art. Um, right. That's it. I said, you know, we're artists, buddy. Uh, now that we are free of that square and circle, yeah. um, we can just color all over the lines and we can do whatever we want. So... You can you can do whatever the fuck you want. I said as long as you give them the music and you give them the art, whatever else you want to do, <laughs> all bets are off. That's, that's got to be a really like freeing place to be. And I, okay, so Ryan, you can take a backseat for a minute because that's you okay. know you know Jessica. I know like, Jessica. She's I, awesome. Yeah. I know you've you've mentioned her to me just okay. in your own excitement, like working with her and stuff like that. But I just kind of took a, a bit of a deep dive into what 
you have available um, on the internet uh, in terms of your social media and uh, your YouTube channel, what you've got under Gemini Rising on Spotify. So, like, you are just, like, all over the map creatively. You are very obviously just an artist, like, in its purest sense from my perspective. And I I don't really consider myself kind of, you know, to play in that realm. I I have a creative gig. I um, am in, in food and beverage. Um, and I have a lot of creative control over what I do, but like, I look at people like my buddy Ryan here and people like you who really, I don't, I don't really know who else I could consider to be a person like you from what I've observed <laughs> through, through the web. I'm just blown away. Right. Um, I Thank don't, you. ah, I just remembered where I was going with that. Um, but having those constraints removed, like that's, that's gotta be major. Right. So what, what do you, I mean, what's, can, can you share some of the details about that? What, what are you doing? Yeah. Gosh, you know, constraints can be such a blessing as well. Uh, I think especially for, you know, people who do a lot of things, the, it's the kind of paradox of choice when there's so many things to choose from, but in this case, um, I, I kind of just went with it. I started thinking, well, what's the craziest thing I could do? Because I like to do the crazy thing. If, you, <laughs> if Ryan's right. told you anything, you might know that. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I've got it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I was, I just, I started brainstorming with artists. And, and, um, and I had a, a friend, he was helping me out with something one day. And he said, why don't you... Um, why don't you make a custom music box? And I was like, that's crazy. Can you do oh, that? Shit. If, you know, if someone can do it, I could probably do it. I just have to learn more about it. I've learned a lot um, along the way that most of the time things aren't difficult. There's just a lot of simple steps. Uh, when you look yeah. at the whole thing, it seems complicated. But if you break it down, it's just it's a lot of simple steps. Um, so it's okay. i got to figure out this music box shit and see if that's a thing. <laughs> it is! Oh, my gosh. Nice. Okay, you guys. So... <laughs> Oh. So look at this. I'm gonna sh- I'll show you one. Um, hang on, hang on a sec. Okay. So this is um, my first experiment with a music box. I'm so excited. And can you see it? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, so let me show what I've got here. Um, so this is a little handcrake music box, and this is the music. Let me see if I can get it to focus. Nice. Here we go. What song is okay. this? Okay. So this song is called Adrift and at Peace, and it's a Nine Inch Nails song. Nice. And it's from their Still album, which is probably my favorite Nine Inch Nails album. Yeah. <laughs> and I would say that, this, that my new album is pretty heavily influenced by Still in that it's such... It's minimalistic, and yet at the same time, it's very maximalistic. It, it takes um, th- there are not many moments when he's playing more than two notes on the piano, but he's playing the two right notes, hmm. and and he it gets just the right one. So that's all you need. It really maximizes the potency while minimizing the notes, and it's so powerful and it's so pure. And it, it, it potency that's what it is. You got less notes, more power. I love it. I love elegance and efficiency in that way. So. Um, I've gone a lot for that in this album. Um, it's piano-driven, which is unusual, um, and and pretty minimalistic. But here, I'll show you, I'll show you this music box. This isn't my song. It's Nine Inch Nails. Okay. Okay. Oh, hang on. Let me hold it right. 
Can you hear it? Yeah. yeah. So this strip I cut that's with awesome. um, yeah, that's great. a laser cutter, oh, wow. and uh, this is just a little 15-note music box. The deluxe version of my album is going to come with a 30-note music box, oh, shit. which is uh, twice as many notes. Um, and I can I can kind of show you um, here, here. I'll show you this, which is the first sort of prototype for the deluxe. Um, the inside of the deluxe. This is just a part of it, okay? Um, let's see. Intense. Okay. Nice. See. Wow. Um, so it's got... I've changed it a lot since this first design. Um, let me see. Hold these. So there's got the music box inside, and there are these little bottles. Um that contain the songs rolled up on the cardboard strip and yeah so I'm, i don't have those yet to show you but Whoops. they're gonna be part of it <laughs> they all come with a little pair of uh a hemostat so you can get the songs out of the bottles you know oh nice and also yeah, for easier also roach smoking oh well i mean <laughs> oh sorry i i sorry my bad my bad I, uh, uh, you know, and then of course each one, they, they, matter of fact, <laughs> they are. And then, uh, of course, each one comes with the, uh, the small bottle, which contains the, uh, the digital format. Oh, shit. Hell yeah. And that has a little cork. Can you see? I'm trying, to, I'm trying to there. accommodate both cameras. No, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. That looks okay. great. That is so... And then and uh, all the lyrics. All the lyrics are in here on these strips. Nice. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, in terms of overall value provided, right? Like... Yeah. Most people are pretty satisfied, you know, it, it, okay, so back in the, in the days when CDs were a common and regular thing, uh, uh -huh. you know, you were doing pretty good to have some, some awesome album art and then like maybe lyric sheets in the booklet, maybe a little bit yeah. of extra art in there, but that's it. Yeah. But, mm -hmm. that's like it. this is value added, man. Like, <laughs> I love it. It's amazing. And the novelty of the, having um... music. Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say the novelty of having music in a bottle is like yeah. just I'm it tickles me endlessly. So <laughs> I like the idea, too, of um, experiencing that for the first time while reading it on a little parchment scroll. You know, that's like that's got to yeah. invoke like kind of a different feeling than reading it oh, on some cardstock yeah. or something. You know, you're sitting there reading it on a. A scroll, basically. You're, I love you're that. literally being transported, like in, in into yeah. the exact space that Jessica wants you to be, and that's <laughs> fucking yeah. awesome. She does that pretty. It good. is. It's it's meant to be immersive. Um, I even found a I found a font that's very close to my handwriting. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, I thought it'd be creepy to give you guys like my exact handwriting, you know, because I don't not 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 you guys, but you never know. <laughs> sure, you know, sure. there's a lot of weirdos. So out this there. is. 
Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But let me show you the, so the one I just showed you, that's the deluxe. Um, I'm only going to be making 10 copies of this large version. Um, And this is just the wood part. Oh, so the deluxe version, before I move on, I want to tell you, it's also got... um, Now, I'm sorry, I need to backtrack because I haven't given you enough information. <laughs> oh, that's okay. We got all the time in the let's, world. Yeah. I love it. Okay, let's move to, um, I want to show you the standard version, though. This is the one that's, this is just, this is the one. Um, it's a little book. Uh, can you see it? It's got um, oh, laser, yeah. it's got laser engraved um, waves on it. The title of the album is Empty Boat. And so I wanted to keep this very zen, and I didn't put any text on the cover, just my symbol here wow. and these waves. Um, and then on the first page, there's a little surprise on the first page. I'm actually not, not going to share that with you right now. But, okay. um, but then we'll go ahead and turn past there. And then the bottle's in there um, with the lyrics and stuff. So this is, this is the standard version. There's a little surprise in between these pages, but I'm not going to tell Ooh. you. Oh, um, nice. It's pretty fun, though. Uh, so the deluxe version is just going to be a larger version of this same design. Uh, it's, it's laser printed on cork. Yeah. Um, That's what yeah. I, the, it's all cor- the whole thing is cork? cork. The cover is cork and okay. then the pages are birch Wow. and, uh, some, this is just some blank parchment, uh, so, okay. Also on the large one, it's, it's also, um, styled like a book. But instead of the one page surprise, you get four pages of surprises. And I'll show you um, I'll show you one of them. I'll show you the the mock-up for one of them, okay? Let's see. I wish I had I wish I had a cover for it. I'll show you this. Um, okay. It's intense. You ready? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Oh, nice. Wow. wow. Jesus Christ, man. I'm <laughs> The tail's not on here. But anyway, um, so there's a series of... Uh, I like how it kind of flies off the page when you open it. It kind of goes... Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> nice, dude. <laughs> it's amazing. That's awesome. So this is really fun. I got really into paper engineering for a little bit uh, working on this. Back in December, I was really geeking on some paper. I mean, yeah. but... I, so... <laughs> This is this is my snap take on on all of this, right? And take okay. it for what it is. I um, I absolutely do not know shit about shit, especially when it comes to <laughs> uh, art or music. Um, I just I know how things affect me, and we have reached a place where if you're going to if you're going to create. And you're going to try and use that to at least be a portion of your income. Like you have to go all the all the way to the next level. And particularly yeah. in music, right? If you are going to sell an album yeah. that's not just a digital download, which is really hard, you basically have to be a hardcore audiophile to purchase music right now because yes. Yes. a FLAC file sounds like infinitely better than the shit that Spotify is cranking out, right? Like even with really good headphones, you're like volume limited, you miss a lot of richness of tone, and that kind of blows. Yeah. But you've still got the opportunity to like sell someone 
a hard, like a, a solid state version of digital music, right? So you've got mm-hmm. maximum opportunity for, for audio quality one, but also you're, you're going so far beyond what like the next level is. You're like setting, you're setting a precedent that I think currently in the state of like, in the state of the gig economy and, and like subscription paid services that, that deliver endless amounts of content. This is where a musician needs to be to still sell their product outside of the 15 bucks a month, you know, for, for a family Spotify plan. So absolutely like good on you. Like it's, there's, it's something different about, um, just having something in your hands. Yeah. You know, when we did, uh, the previous album, I did a Kickstarter at that time. And I, the one thing I did that I think made all the difference in the world was rather than pestering all my friends online and, um, spamming them, I sent every person who had ever purchased my first album, a postcard, (laughs) a handmade art postcard. I designed it. Ooh, both sides. It was beautiful. And I, um, and I sent them out to, I sent a couple hundred of them out just all over the world. And it, and it was a surprise. And these people would be surprised and they'd get something in their, in their mailbox. And it was so fun. About um, a few days after I sent them out, people started popping up on my timeline and being like, oh, I got your postcard in Paris. I got your postcard in L.A. I got your postcard in Montana, <laughs> you know. Um, and, it, and, and But the other thing about it was a postcard is so... Um, completely accessible yeah that even if it doesn't reach the intended recipient it's going to reach somebody and anybody is like if they're holding it in their hands they can access the enti- its entirety right um so i actually ended up uh gathering some new fans just because they were like oh this person sends cool stuff who are they what are they doing you've got a and, huge um, percentage of your fan base that's uh, uh employed by the usps apparently that's uh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh yeah <laughs> street team <laughs> you got it oh, wow. um so yeah there's something different you know even like digital books are great you can have 100 books in your bag but uh right but you know there's something special about cracking a book mm-hmm. like a real book and it and it's like natural organic material and yeah like i think we missed that 100 percent. for sure i still wow. i still prefer books over digital any day. I don't care yeah. if it takes up yeah. space or, or weighs a lot every time I move, but I just love, I think with me, the biggest part is like smelling it. Oh yeah. Like I just, I, yeah. I'll stop every like 20 minutes and just stick my face. In <laughs> you know, that's why I love any, Goodwill books, man. Oh man. Mm-hmm. That's uh that's, uh, I can't get behind it. No, no. I, I like that smell <laughs> no. too, but I'm also a little bit more skeptical about that smell because sure. that smell might be like, you know, the skin particles of how many other yeah. people and part of me is a germaphobe. I fucking love like, it. Yeah. <laughs> You're a freak now. <laughs> or playing no, a real piano. What's that? <sighs> Playing a real piano instead oh, of a keyboard. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for oh sure. man, and you can feel it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite. Wood. Like the yeah. sound of a big grand piano, like resonating in a room. You know, there's nothing like that. You're not going to get that in any keyboard. You know. It's all about them vibes. All about the vibes. Wow. Well, cool. It's it's really cool to see all of this come together because you've been teasing all of this on Instagram for a while and just kind of taking a picture here and there of what you're doing. I'm just like, man, what is she up to? But, you know, now I know this <laughs> yeah. is this is awesome. So you've got the you've got the standard package, you've got the deluxe package. Is there anything else that's kind of going with this big release that's happening on the 15th? 
Um, yeah, so let's see, a couple more things I can say about these are, um, for the first run I'm only doing a hundred of the standard and ten of the deluxe. Obviously they're very labor-intensive Yeah. and I'm making them myself. I will probably also employ some people um, to craft them alongside me, um, which is something I, I do with Tribe of Crow a lot, is to um, create small jobs that people can do from home. And this is a really excellent job that uh, anybody can do from home in their spare time. Um, nice. So I'm planning to help some people help me <laughs> with that. <laughs> right. And I think I'm going to do uh, a thing where you can get, of course, I'll be throwing in, like I said, I've got a bunch of CDs. And I need to get rid of them. So I'm going <laughs> to be throwing CDs in, for sure. Uh, what else? I don't know yet. I'm just working. I was up really late last night getting the pre-orders website up and all of the structure for that. And so today, or tonight, is kind of a content night where I'll be... Um, that's when I'll be sorting out the details of this question you've asked. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's layers upon layers of value and more to be added still. Jesus. There's a lot to do. <laughs> I'm kind of doing the work of a whole team, so it's um, it's taking a long time, but I don't mind. And I think, you know, a lot of my fan base has a, a huge overlap with Tool's fan base, so I think that they are very, very patient people. Nice. And very loyal, lovely people, and they don't mind waiting ten years or six or seven years for an <laughs> album if it's worth the wait. So now, how yeah. how long how long do you anticipate, like start to finish, a hundred standard and ten bone, like uh, what, what like premium? What what are you calling Deluxe. it? Deluxe. Okay. Yeah. Deluxe. And now, how long do you anticipate start to finish that whole manuf manufacturing process is going to take? Um. Well, let's see. I had some notes about that because one of the things I do when I put one together is I, I track uh, how long each step takes yeah. so that I can decide what a fair price is um, for the workers. And then I, when I have a new product for workers, we all sit down and we discuss um, the process of making it and we discuss the labor and we all agree on what seems like a fair price. So I'm, I'm just in the beginning stages. I've created this prototype, which I put together. Okay. And... Um, the surprise isn't in there yet, so it's not a. It's not there yet. <laughs> um, Damn. <laughs> so I don't know how long is it going to take for these simple ones. It takes. Uh, I don't have my note here, but I can show you some of the pieces. I'm laser engraving these myself. Here, this is one of the covers, and then I've got these. Uh, oh, okay, so here's the inside part of the cover, which is made from laser cut chipboard that I actually scavenged from. Uh, friends, local business, they receive these because they get their metal on pallets of this. Nice. Uh, and he said they just have it coming in all the time. So I, I, I went and picked it up. It's really great material. So it's, I'm trying to do as much recycled material as I can, obviously, sure. um, for any number of reasons. So one of the, the first step would be like glue these onto here, and then you got to fold them over, and you got to clip them down. And that, you know, that's going to take a couple, a couple minutes. Yeah. That takes a couple minutes, and then um, it's got to be, you know, it's got to be right. And then you got to glue the, and then you got to glue the wood together, and that takes a couple minutes. And then you gotta, you gotta laser the, you gotta laser cut the, 
engraved the cork, and that's, I, I don't know, um, I wish I could tell you, but we haven't, we're not in the, quite into manufacturing yet. Um, right now I'm working on creating all the materials right. so that the people can hit the ground running and maybe we'll just have a work party. Um, I suppose a hundred, uh, might take a half hour. Maybe it takes a half hour each or 15 minutes, 15 minutes. It's between 15 minutes and 30 minutes. Okay. Okay. Let's say it's 20 minutes each to assemble when you know what you're doing. So with the right team already. With the right team a couple of days really to knock it all out. Yeah. yeah. It'll take a few days. Um and I'm just going to be putting to them together. Well, we'll see how it goes. Um I think with the first album they sold out uh or the first uh, the first 100 sold out during the pre-order period. And I'm really hoping that'll happen again here, but um who knows? I don't know. It's I'm just on a ride. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I get it, but I'm just like, man, if people find out, like, I don't I don't care if if they've ever heard of you or if they would otherwise be fans of your music. If the right people see that, I, you're just you're not going to have enough time like left in your life to keep up with that, man. It's just so it's so Why fucking you- cool. <laughs> Yeah, not enough Thanks. people I are really doing that. Yeah, like even if uh, even if they don't like the music, at least I could maybe I could design albums. Yeah. Oh right. my god, <laughs> I, I could I could easily see like bands all over the world reaching out to you, just like gimme, gimme, gimme. How do Give I how do I get you to design my next album dispersion? I don't know what you would call it, like promotional package. Like yeah, yeah you're yeah. you're like you're like definitely. Uh, like a like a, a a marketer's dream, I feel like it's, you're you're just like <laughs> you can teach a master class in self promotion, like one hundred percent because you're you're doing it in a way that is so far from gross and like like self serving. <laughs> like you you're taking you're taking so much physical time. You like you've obviously invested so much time in planning. Like I keep going back to this, but like the value you're delivering, like is beyond what what anyone else I think is is probably even willing to come close to doing. So Jesus. I'm I don't even know what else to say. You blew his mind. You already blew his mind. We're only not even a half hour in and his mind is just leaking. (laughs) My 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 brain started oozing out of my ears real early on. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of the this is one of the the benefits of working for myself and um Oh, it's one of the curses too, you know, because there's nobody, there's nobody here prodding me on, you know, and there's no one here enforcing a deadline. And because it's a, a project I'm working on primarily alone, and that I've I've been very secretive about, it's I haven't had the um, any kind of encouragement sure. or, or prodding or push from anywhere else, and I've really had to just have the. Um, my excitement, you know, I, I'm making an album that excites me and I'm making a, yeah. you know, all this stuff that's, um, I think my first album, I made an album that I loved and enjoyed. And then the second album, I, I had become aware of having an audience and that consciousness of, of being observed, I think, um, certainly plays into how that album uh, came around. And I think that I spent some time since then in the last, last six years going back into uh, myself and what I do music for. Um, 
Because yeah. it was always very personal. It was always very personal. And then it kind of was, I was sort of blindsided by um, public attention and, then I, and how to respond to that. And then I've sort of um, gone through that loop and circled back to um, the fundamentals of what, what it really inspires me because that's kind of, at this point in my life, has become really essential just to yeah. getting up in the morning. There's got to be something exciting. There's got to be something, uh, you know, different, something uh, that's going to move us into the future uh, creatively and, uh, as you know, as a society and socially yeah. and all these things. I'm excited to get up and take that next step into the future each day. So um, that's what's really kept me going on this. And now I'm so excited to be able to share some of it. And, uh, and to certainly feed off of everyone else's excitement, too, um, for that last final push. Uh, um, yeah. yeah if, you could, if you could just teach, like, every other creator and artist in the world how to find that level of self-motivation, like, you, 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 you know, would be wealthy we beyond, beyond reason. You know what it was is they wouldn't let me, you know, when I, I've had nine-to-five jobs and I've worked for other people, yeah. and they wouldn't let me... They wouldn't let me do this stuff. They, uh, I'd be like, hey, I've got this crazy idea. I wish to do it because it's a good idea. And they'd be like, yeah, it sounds crazy. Let's not do that. <laughs> yeah, and it was like really, effort. um, it's really, you know, um, I got to the point where I was feeling just so underutilized. Um, I was like, dang, well, Working for myself again is, is scary and it's risky, but you know, I know what's good and I can do what's good and I'm not gonna have anyone stopping me. <laughs> I can right. just go for it. So I've really gone hard, I think, with that philosophy working on this album. Just just going for it. I'm so excited. It's amazing. Nice. Yeah. I, I really like how there's uh there's so many different layers to um to the, the, the creative process, the design process. I mean, there's obviously the music. It probably started there with some ideas that you've been working on for a while. And then, uh, then it turns into this thing, which is kind of inspired by the idea that, like, look, there are no borders. We can do whatever we want. Let's, let's, let's go for it. Let's do something totally different that nobody else is really doing. But from there, what, is there anything you can share in terms of what specifically inspired you about the the current design, you know, having it in a bottle, having the the music box, um, is there any kind of aesthetic that is kind of blended with the music that kind of brought these things into fruition enough to the point where you're like, okay, I'm going to figure out how to do this shit. Because sidebar, one of the things I respect Jessica the most about is if she sets her mind to do something, she's going to fucking do it. Like she'll <laughs> figure yeah. out a way. She'll she'll do she'll she'll get there. You know. <laughs> Uh, so I'll fill my living room I mean, with sand. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, clearly, you know, like you set your mind to, uh, you know, using laser cutter to produce basically a physical work of art and to produce a music box and to like basically take it to the next level. But yeah, what what about the design kind of drew you into it? Or can I can I kind of mm. tack onto that as well? Yeah, almost sure. like yeah, as a sub please. question. Let's I tack away. Yeah. I kind of want to hear. And I think that this ties into your question, but I want to hear what that like just from from album like to concept. I want to hear about that timeline, like like essentially, yeah. Where did your inspiration kind of come from there? And then how did you like, yeah? Wa yeah. Walk us how? walk us through how how, how you do that. <laughs> 
Wow. Well, that's a that's a that's a long walk. Yeah, that's that's cool. Hey, we got all night. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I would say typically there's always overlap when I'm by the time I'm finishing one album, the the next one's already started brewing somewhere at least in the background. Um, and that's definitely true of this one. The previous album was released right at the beginning of my Saturn return. And so this album will be sort of a chronicle of the Saturn return and, um, and kind of completing that and, and coming to back around to, um, graduation <laughs> from that. Uh, but it's, um, the last few years have been really challenging in a lot of ways. And there's a lot, um, this album's very emotional. There's, I'd say it's, it's, it's the most, it's, this is going to be the most emotional material um, that I've released so far. There's a lot of, um, and I haven't, I haven't analyzed it in this way. I suppose there, there's, there must be stages of grief. Um, that just, that's just going to happen <laughs> whether or not I'm, I'm planning for it. But there's, um, the arc is, um, I think, with the hero's journey, when you you either return to the community or you decide to set off on your own, and this this album kind of culminated, I think, in a finally in a decision to go ahead and withdraw, and uh, it's a bit of a resignation wow. in a lot of ways. And that's where the empty boat theme came from. When you, um, uh, with this, you begin with uh, just a blank ocean. And uh, you just get a little bit of this. This is just a little bit of me in, the, in, the, in this crazy bit of wave right here. But there's, it's... Don't give it away. It's the ocean. It's the, it's the message in a bottle, and it's an empty boat, mm. and it's as though you have discovered this empty boat on a stormy sea, and all that's, that's left to speak for me is this message in a bottle. That's beautiful. I love it. Yeah. But each of the songs, um, uh, as I've worked through the album, I, I find each of the songs does tend to deal with... Um, escape or withdrawal or at the very least a moving on um sure. but it's very the the album is 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 very much a journey it's very very much in transit uh for the duration man that's i'm so excited to listen to this <laughs> I really, really um, am. 
And one of the things I'm really excited about is that, um, that um, my vocals, I think you're going to hear, well, fans who are familiar with my past work are going to hear some new, new things from me vocally. Um, and I think they are things that people have been wanting to hear. And they're things that I've been needing to let out, for sure. Um, there's a lot of anger in this album. Ooh. There's, um, yeah. Um, and I'm very pleased to be able to showcase um, the vocal technique that I've been developing my, uh, for myself over the last several years that I'm getting ready to share um, with people uh, that's kind of a, a, a whole nother world, but, um, oh my gosh. Let's okay. go there. Let's go. <laughs> should we talk we're we're alone for the ride. <laughs> I don't know where to begin. Well, okay, I usually would have to begin at the beginning, right? Uh, <laughs> the, the purpose of it, and I'm gonna start with why. Um, when I started recording my first music, and this really would have been about the time that, um, that, that Ryan and I first became friends a long time ago. I had been a songwriter my whole life, and but never a singer, not um, not a singer. But I got to a point where I felt like I had these songs, and that they were something I could offer. So I said, "Okay, I better learn how to sing." Then, so I started. I just started learning, researching everything I could. I tried tons of. The popular vocal programs at the time, um, I don't want to name names, but you know, there are about three uh, <laughs> of the top commercial programs at the time. There's one that's for pop, there's one that's for rock, there's one that's uh, a little more for metal. But um, the point is that it, it took 15 years to get to a point where I felt like I had managed to master my entire voice. Oh, wow. It's a wonderful feeling. Um, <laughs> it shouldn't take that long because by the time I got there, well, someone asked me one day, they said, if you could give someone just one vocal exercise, what would it be? That was a really hard question. And I, um, I had, I did come up with an answer at that time, but it is not the answer I would give today because I, I know more today. <laughs> um, and at the time, I said that would be um, vocal fry. That's the that's the exercise I would give people, which is just the <clears throat> it's the uh, the grudge sound. It's the uh, it's a horrible sound. It does wonders for your voice um, if you do it right. Okay. Um, so basically, what I wanted to do was I challenged myself. I said, okay, I want to create a vocal program that is so, a technique that's so essential that you can learn it in 15 minutes and have results immediately. Um, none of this bullshit, uh, these programs, I don't know if you ever, if you, I don't know, but um, no, no, I don't most know. of these programs, 
You got they make you do scales all day. La 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 la. And they make you do them for hours every day and they're like, "Look, you're not going to have results for like several months, okay? So keep doing these shitty scales all day." <laughs> you don't have to do that. <laughs> you, you don't have to do that. The other thing was those programs are expensive. They're like 2-300 bucks and I and I bought a few of them. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um but uh in this last year, I've kind of set my focus to picking out the essential parts of how to coordinate the vocal tract to basically the way I see it is vocal problems when you're when you're trying to sing and you're having a, a problem and it's not happening the way you'd like for it to happen. What's happening there is that your resonance is being blocked somewhere. Hmm. So I found a very simple um, solution to very quickly you can learn how to adjust your vocal tract to open up all of the areas that might be blocked. And when you can do that, you can connect the entire tract, top to bottom, um, with very little effort. And uh, the great thing, too, about this technique is you don't have to do it perfectly. But if you do it 10% right, you'll get 10% of the benefit. Hmm. You, the better you do it, the better, the more benefit you get. But even just kind of, sort of doing it right, you're going to get some benefit. Because it's such a... Um, it's... The natural state of the voice is to be relaxed and without tension. Relaxed and yet powerful. And I think what happens when people mm, are not able to express themselves, and this is really the pain that people experience um, when they're dissatisfied with their singing voice or with their speaking voice, it's really about a feeling of being helpless uh, or disempowered from expressing yourself authentically. Um, expressing yourself really in a way that, that, you, that you recognize and you say, yes, that's me, that's... That's my expression. Sure. Um, I think, like, when you hear your voice on a... Many people, when they hear their voice on a recording, they go, Oh, that's not how <laughs> that's I jarring. sound. Yeah. <laughs> that's not how I sound. <laughs> and you don't want to own it, because that's not how you sound. And um, But once you can connect what you hear with what you feel then you do sound like yourself. And you hear your voice and you go, fuck yeah, that's how I sound. <laughs> um, and it's wonderful. And it's wonderful. And there's a feeling of freedom. Um, have you ever been in a dream and you try to scream and nothing comes out? Uh, yeah. I know a lot of people have. A lot of people. You know, I used to have that. I've actually been practicing screaming in my dreams. <laughs> nice. And... I've gotten better at it, and now I've perfected the most, like, brutal dream scream. Nice. Um, it's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's, but it's, 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 it's the same technique. Um, but anyway, to, but to be able to do that, that's, that's what's feeling. It's feeling really good to me in this album and this new stuff. We've released a lot. Um, a lot of anger, a lot of tension, a lot of that, that brutal scream you know, needed to happen. So that's part of it, too. Um, it's so funny, too, because by the time I come to the end of an album, I'm not necessarily where I've been um, during its process. So 
I'm not necessarily at that resignation point now um, where the album ends, but uh, nonetheless, I honor it for what it was at the time. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if you guys want to hear more about the tone mapping, and I don't know if I want to share it yet, but I can, um, I can tell you one more thing about it that's, that's pretty yeah. fun. Um, well, while I was developing the technique, I accidentally learned how to do throat singing. Okay. Uh, you know, like the, oh, yeah. the monks the, and stuff. Yeah, the they Mongolian, go, yeah. like... The Mongolian. Yes. Yes, yes. Um, purely by accident, and it wasn't, uh, I was trying to throat sing. I was just, I was trying to find the most natural, open, and powerful coordination for the voice. And what I found was when I got there, there was, uh, there was a sympathetic resonance with, uh, between the, the, the proper vocal cords and the false cords. Mm. So it just kind of happened naturally. And it was very exciting to go, oh, when you get into this total resonance, openness of the voice, that's what happens. And um, so throat singing, from there, I then like, I took that. I was like, oh, and I went back and I um, looked at everything else through that lens and, um, and further refined it. And, uh, and so now it's very much based around throat singing and those principles. Um, it's very exciting and it's very much, uh, it is unlike any, any technique that I'm aware of, uh, that's being, that's been offered ever. Um, so I am very excited about that and very pleased to have an album coming out now where I can first showcase, um, the results of using that technique myself and, um, and the rapid progression that I've experienced with it. <coughs> That's great. I, Very cool. I told, I told Ryan, uh, I don't know, was that earlier today or, or, uh, the other day, um, we were talking about your, your music. Cause I was trying to, trying to cram as much of, you know, your, your background as I could to, to try and get, you know, some sort of a, some sort of a, a feel for you. Um, and yeah. I told Ryan that it sounded to me like you were, you while your while your music is so um just like tonally like thematic there's so so much like texture to to the music that i that i heard from gemini rising um mm. it sounds like you're singing almost from like an ancient space right it sounds like you're you've got like a a foot in two completely different points in time with with how deeply you're expressing through your voice so I'm, I'm, it sounds like this is almost going to be a, a similar, like a similar sort of a, a, a thing for me. Like, it sounds like kind of a, kind of a, like, I, I don't know. I, I, I expect some sort of, uh, without putting too much expectation on it, some sort of like, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I'm, lo I'm losing words There's right now. Words. I'm just, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. I'm super excited. Yeah, that's. Me too. It, it very much does feel that way. Um. The songwriting process for me has never been, um, I've never said to myself, oh, I'm going to write a song. It, it never happens that way. It, <laughs> it just, they appear and I just, I'm just always listening and they appear sometimes, occasionally all at once. <laughs> um, and then sometimes little bit by bit over years even. Um, the song that I worked on with Ryan, Ball and Chain, was 
several years in the making just to, to write it because I never, I don't force, uh, I don't force those things. I, I let them manifest in their own time, but um, it very much, it, it feels more like a process of discovery than of creation. Yeah. And I'd say that's true of most of the things I do. Um, it's kind of about being there, showing up and being open and um, assisting, uh, assisting yeah. with what wants to, to come through. Mm. You're like chiseling away at the stone, revealing what's buried within. Absolutely. I, you know what? I say that so much. When I'm mixing, I go, oh, that's not David. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, a, that's probably like in terms of the creative process, that's probably an excellent mantra for most like, creatives to, to use. That's not David. That's, that's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That should be on a T-shirt yeah. and a tattoo. But you know what is funny? When I say it, though, I think of it with um, the music from Sesame Street, that's not Homer. <laughs> I... I I don't, I'm, but I, I have an idea. Yeah, this mu the Muppet goes into the animal shelter looking for Homer, and they keep bringing animals out, and he's like, No, that's not Homer. No, that's not Homer. Anyway, so every time I mix it, I'm like, That's not David. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, I love oh, Sesame Street. <laughs> Well, okay, and I wanted to I wanted to ask before we get too far away from it because I've got so many questions that just keep popping up. But for one, back to sure. vocal exercises, and then I want to get back, okay. back to dreams as well. Okay. Um, yeah. Back to vocal exercises. Do you have any that you can recommend for Ryan and I as we prepare for recording sessions here on the podcast? What yeah. What's a good vocal exercise for us to do for for just speaking? Yeah. Okay. Either you guys know French at all? Uh, a little bit. You know any French? Je ne parle pas français. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's all you need. Okay. Okay. Um, okay, sorry. Okay. There's one of the things that I find problematic with a lot of the vocal exercises that are traditionally taught is that they use American vowels. Okay. Um, and American vowels shut you down. They shut down. Lazy as fuck, the, right? Yeah, <laughs> they shut you down. <laughs> so, um, but with French vowels, your um, your vocal tract and all your resonators stay open. So instead of ah, which some teachers will tell you to do, instead you go oh, 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 get it, you get it up in your nose. Do oh. yes, you do. You get it up in your nose. Yes, that's exactly the difference. <laughs> it's not a good sound for um, the microphone, though. <laughs> <laughs> and then what else? And then, uh, uh, that's uh, like a shutdown. Uh, but, but, uh, 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 it's open. Yeah. Okay. And how about, ooh, ooh, ooh that's ooh, shut down. Ooh. ooh. But, ooh, uh, which is hard unless you know some French. Ooh. Uh, ooh. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm tired. I'm tired. You got it right. I can feel it. So here's what I do. I'll show you what I do. I do this, um, and this is the wonderful thing about my technique, is you do it on the spot. This isn't something you got to practice for hours every day. It's something you learn one time. Take 15 minutes, learn it, and then you can do it on the spot, right when you need it. I do it in between verses. I'll do a little bit of this, and then I hit that next verse just right. So I go... I'm going to show you. Gonna show us. Oh, ee, 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 
That is intense. <laughs> you I don't sound it. like a human. No. It's <laughs> no. fucking awesome. So here's what I discovered, you guys. Um, you've got two triangles of resonance in your face. Okay. There's one here, one here, okay? okay. And that is your texture. And mm. then you've got, of course, this one. That's your tone. That's all in this triangle, okay? But the texture, that's where you get your screams and stuff. That's right, um, that's here. That's the upside down triangle. Let me see if I can get you a nice scream. Hang on. Well. Whoa. Okay. Yes. But that's in this triangle. And this is with no, uh, there's no effort. I'm not hurting myself. I'm not even barely doing anything. Um, and then you've got two triangles in your chest for your breathing. So you've got two, basically the Merkaba, a, a star tetrahedron. So you got one in your chest, you got one in your face. And uh, in, my, in my program, my tone mapping program, I'll teach you how to use them. It's real simple. <laughs> yeah. Dang. That's, that's it. awesome. That's what you got. Nice. Sold. So we're going to do a lot of uh, French and throat singing warm-ups before every recording session. Dude, I'm down. Yeah. I'm down. Down. Finally, a warm up where I don't mind when somebody hears it because they don't know what the fuck it is. You know, it just sounds demonic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some conjuring demons in here. Sounds awesome. I think it sounds. <laughs> what what kind of timeline are you looking at um, releasing that program, or have you not even thought about that yet? No, I'm really focused on the album. Um, the tone mapping program is something that's been. Um, it's coming to it's been coming together. I tend to work on different projects kind of on different levels. Mm -hmm. So there's some there's some part of my mind that is working on the tone mapping, but it's not on as conscious a level as the album right now. They're kind of stacked, you know. Sure. Um and so there are some things set up. I think I did spend some time building the website and uh I have been Here's the great thing about tone mapping too is sometimes I think about it and I go, "Oh, that's going to be a big, complicated thing. But then I remember, no, it's not, because I made it as simple as possible. And that's so exciting. <laughs> so um, it'll be good. Really, it's intended to be a really short program. I, I don't want to spend all day doing, doing scales, and I don't want anyone else to do it either. I just want to give you the tool. And, and, and none of that bullshit like, oh, I'm going to tell you everything except the important part, but you can buy my next one. <laughs> you know? No, no, no. Like, here's, here's the beef, you know? Um, go. You know, so yeah. I don't know exactly when, but it's going to be within 2020. I have um, I have four goals this year, and releasing tone mapping is one of them. And uh, I'm about to finish the first two, so yeah, I got time. Nice. I got time for two more goals. Hell yeah, yeah. That's I, lo I love the motivation. I'm feeling I'm feeling it myself. You're motivating me right now. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, one thing that I thought was is really really cool about this, and the fact that it's essentially a, a, a product available to people at some point in the future, right? But like, you literally develop some of that shit in your dreams. Like that's the, right, like with your dreams screaming. Like I feel like that yeah. influencing your you know your uh, your your vocal expression or like exploring that that space is really awesome. And like, okay, you were talking about. Yeah how songs kind of come to you all at once sometimes. I I remember this this was a, a really odd dream that I had once when I was in high school, and it was probably influenced by 
you know, uh, adolescent boy hormones or something, right? Because there, there were some elements of the dr- dream that were distinctly, um, uh, I, I, I'll, okay, so it was kind of pornographic, but in a really, like, comical <laughs> sort of way. Um, okay. And I was more of an observer in this entire thing. But, like, okay, so, so I walk into a bar, um, and I'm observing everyone doing, you know, what, what they're doing at the bar. But then all of a sudden, it's almost like someone like flips a, flips a giant toggle switch or something. And the bar expands out into this giant, like theater esque sort of a space. And there's like people on trapezes and like, everyone's doing a lot of strange (laughs) stuff in this space all of a sudden, but it's set to a song and everyone is singing the song. Like it's a musical. And there were, I don't remember a single bit of it, but I do being, do remember like coming to some stage of lucidity in the dream and recognizing that there were real lyrics in this song and there were no, I mean, it wasn't like a stuttering starting and stopping thing. It was a cohesive song in this dream that I had. And that's something that's always stuck with me in a weird way for multiple reasons, of course. But have you ever, have you ever had a, like a, a moment like that in a dream? Have you ever received song lyrics in a dream state like that? Sure. Um, yeah, I do a lot of work in dream states. Uh, I do a lot of lucid dreaming. Um, I have a, a very rich, uh, dream life actually. That's, it's not dissimilar from, from this one. Wow. It's just, uh, uh, secondary experience is how I, uh, there's kind of, there's a layer of like static, like, um, the little like chaotic kind of dreams that people have, like just like memories or little stuff they thought about, you know, there's like this little static dreams. There's kind of a layer of that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then once I get past that, um, there's a, a very rich and legitimate, uh, and cohesive world. And there's continuity I find. Um, wow. For me, but I've been lucid dreaming a long time, so yeah, it's a, it's it's certainly a practice. Um, but I have I have definitely had lyrics that came directly from the bottom of that well. Uh, for instance, um, some of the lyrics on "Ball and Chain," which is. Which is a song I worked with Ryan on, and it's yeah. also on it's also on the new album. Oh, wow. um, the lyric, I remember when we were long shadow people till the lights went down. That one was, ooh, that was one where I immediately had to get up and go record it. That I said, that's, yeah, I wasn't at the moment in a good, I wasn't in the. Well, it wasn't the best moment to try to do recording, but it was uh, important at that moment, so I made it happen, and, and that ended up being a very influential line. Yeah, I, I, I could feel the like just the resonance of that phrase, you know, in terms of language. I love language, like just words in general, and that is one righteous assembly of words. Thanks. I was going to ask. Um, when I read your lyrics and when I feel them in the song, I, I, man, it's, it's hard for me to put my finger down on like, put my finger on what exactly I like about it. Um, I'm not sure if it's the flow or the way that you say a lot by saying a very little, you know? 
Um, mm-hmm. what, what attracts you about, uh, certain phrases like that when you hear a phrase like that and you're just like, yes, like, what is it about the words and the way they fit together that just hit home with you mm-hmm. to where they inspire, you know, an entire mm-hmm. song or a process? Well, I was just talking last night with my friend about, um, lyrics and lyricists that, um, that we appreciate. And I think one of my favorite lyricists is Sam Beam from Iron and Wine. Mm. He, I don't know how familiar you are with him, but um, he paints these incredible landscapes that just, I can feel in my bones. And part of what he does is he uses really potent words. So he doesn't have to use many of them. He uses just the right words, and he doesn't use any cheap throwaway words. He's not trying to fill up space. Um, He's using the space. uh, He's applying, again, he's applying the space and the words for its greatest potential. And that's, I think that's, generally speaking, what I'm trying to do. I don't think of art and music and the different things I do as different things, I guess I think of them as different ways of doing the same thing, (laughs) which ultimately comes down to finding balance between light and dark. That's really what all of it comes down to is um, balance. And so sometimes I'll work on things kind of in tandem, like I've got a painting I'm working on right now that I was working on alongside the album because I would find that uh, I'd have a, a similar maybe issue with both or I could I could um, consult one of them to solve a, a problem about the other. Like um, I need to bring the focal point up maybe in the painting or maybe in the song or I need to make more or less saturation, or I need to blur that, or I need to warm up this whole thing, or I got it to where I had both the painting and the song in a, in a place where they had, all the light and dark was correct, but then they weren't warm enough, and I needed to warm <laughs> them both up, and I go, okay, I'm going to add some orange here, and I'm going to add some 3K over here, and I'm going to add some 300, I'm going to, you know, um, warm it up, so it's all... It's all kind of the same processes for me. It's just about which materials I'm handling at that time. Mm. Yeah. That's an interesting way of thinking about it, that these, that these different works of art that are in entirely different mediums yeah. that require an entirely different set of skills that your brain is, is tuned to both of them to where you, know, you're, you adjust one and you see the other one a little bit differently. That's that's yeah. a really neat way of looking at it. Becomes, I really like that. It becomes a very like synesthetic sort of a process. Yes. And you and I have talked about that before, Ryan. I don't know if we did it on you know a <laughs> recording, but that I yeah. think that that's that's probably. I mean, so well, how do you, Ryan? How do you experience the music that you make? Like how how visual <laughs> is the music that you make when you're making it? Damn, you'd like turn the tables on me. Shit. Okay. Well, it's it's um, it's a good method of <laughs> illustrating my point. <laughs> yeah, it's um I I see it mostly as a painting. It's like yeah. a painting in my head. There's there's uh 
it's easy for me to see if things are balanced in a way. I mean, uh, things are either balanced or they're mm-hmm. kind of intentionally unbalanced. Um, there's, uh, there's certain spaces in the song where if I'm looking at it like a painting, I can see that like, well, there's this huge void right here and I got to, <laughs> something yeah. needs to happen here. Like, I don't know what it is, but it, it gets to the point where the, the frequencies is almost uh, different value tones sure. of paint itself and the paint can be just all over the place. But quite honestly, when I get close to finishing this project, <laughs> finishing a project and I listen to it, I'm like, I don't know how the fuck this happened. Like I spent, I was, I was there the whole time and I was toiling away and sacrificing so much time and energy and putting so much into it. But now I'm listening to it. I'm like, I didn't, I had nothing to do with this. Like, yeah. What the fuck? See, but I mean, but you said that you visualize it like a painting and that's exactly, I mean, so Jessica is literally doing that. Yeah. She's taking that, like that synesthesia of how she's experiencing her music and applying it to the, the visual. Right. But like in real life, so that's fucking awesome. But it's the same for me with like, if I'm making a cocktail, I hear that cocktail flavor wise as, as musical tone and Mm -hmm. it's, and it's, yeah, it's all, it's all the same thing. We're all artists, guys. Let's celebrate it. (laughs) I love it. Celebrate. (laughs) Super cool. Man, I don't even know where to go from here. I I got somewhere I want to go with this. Let's go. um, Because, Jessica, you really have an interesting way of, like, thinking and articulating these things. I feel like a lot of artists may experience these things the same way you do on, on some level, but they don't, they don't have the words for it. They, they haven't made the connections, but one of the more interesting stories that you told me that has really stuck with me was, um, the story about finishing your, um, your Kurt Cobain, uh, painting. Is that something that you'd be willing to share, share with us? Cause I think that that implies something really interesting about the way that we look at our creations, you know? Oh, just the finishing process. Like you, 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 uh, well, I'll, I'll let you say it if you want to say it. Um, I think, I think, I think you're talking about his eyes. I am. Yes. Yeah. So when I was, um, my 27th birthday was coming up. I was working on a series of paintings, portraits of the 27 club members um, of course, which Kurt Cobain is a part, and um, it's hmm, portraiture is it's very intimate, and I think there's a lot of responsibility with that, especially when you're painting someone. Um, who's no longer with us, and especially when you're painting someone you didn't know personally. Um, there's a... It's very much like with singing, you know, I want to... There's a way it's intended to be expressed, and it's important that it's expressed that way. And so when I... <clears throat> there's a process that I go through doing a portrait that's about getting to know the subject. Uh, Certainly during the painting process you get to know the subject in a way that most people 
wouldn't because you get to know every little angle and every curve and every hair and you, you learn things about their face that someone wouldn't know who didn't spend a lot of close time with them. And it's, uh, I think for that reason it's, um, it's something to be treated delicately and with a lot of respect. And so I didn't, um, you know, when I started painting this series of portraits, I, I definitely had a, a feeling of, there was a, a sort of solemnity, um, but a wanting to, you know, show respect and to honor these people and not simply to exploit their image, you know, their images. Mm. Um, and, and I find, you know, as I work on a painting, I develop a relationship with the painting. And when there's a, a figurative subject, a person in the painting, um, inevitably I'll develop a sort of relationship with that person um, as well. And when it's a, a real person, um, there, there has to be a, a, an openness to 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 receive and perceive information about them, keeping in mind one's own lens and how it's going to warp things, you know, because it's coming in through my lens and I'm putting it back out and I'm like, oh shit, I don't want a whole bunch of my lens on this though. I just want to show, you know, I want to show them how they'd want to be shown honestly is what um, I'm thinking about when I do a portrait. I, I want to represent them the way they'd represent themselves. Um, and... So working on Kurt, uh, it went very fast at the beginning. Um, but when I got to the point of painting his eyes, uh, what was it? You know, I'm sorry, that's even further in the story because they have requests. This is the thing with paintings. They have One of the other paintings I did was Amy Winehouse. Let me tell you, it was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Oh, my God. Oh my god. This was so funny though. This was so funny with Amy though, because as I was painting, I was painting her for a while, and I, w I didn't know her, I wasn't really familiar with her a lot at that time. But I'd, um, she liked to paint at night, so I'd stay up late, I'd stay up late at night and paint. And, um, and I, and I ask, and I say, you know, is it okay if I paint this? Is it okay if I change that? Do you want, is it okay if I paint like this here? Is that right? Fucking Amy, and she'd be like, "I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck." <laughs> and she was always, like, she, and she was always, "I don't give a fuck." And I was like, "What is up, baby?" Um, <laughs> I never knew that she said that though, because I didn't, I didn't know her um, as an icon when she was alive, and I was not aware that that was a phrase that she said very frequently. <laughs> um, and yet, it, it constantly came up when I was trying to work on this painting with her. <clears throat> um, oh my gosh. <laughs> what a train wreck. Um, so, okay, but Kurt, but Kurt though, Kurt was different. Um, straightforward at first, and a couple simple requests. He wanted uh, his glasses, and I said, no, I don't want the glasses. And he said, glasses, and I said, I don't want the glasses. And he was like, look, glasses, or we're not doing this. And I was like, fuck, okay. <laughs> so I gave him this, I gave him, I said, I bet up on the head, you can have your glasses. And he's like, great, just want him to so put the glasses up on his head. Um, but I got to his eyes, and I could not paint the eyes. I would get just totally blocked. And um, they wouldn't click. When I'm looking at a painting, and I, and I, there are spaces where it 
it clicks and it clicks with reality and there's spaces where it doesn't and the eyes wouldn't they wouldn't appear and I was like what's the deal Kurt and um, I felt like there was this anxiety there was this concern there was a distrust really is what it was there was a distrust about um, my intentions and whether I was showing up for him or if I was showing up for myself or for some other reason and there was this um, unwillingness to give me the eyes um, because I didn't uh, I didn't know enough I'd have enough information so I had to stop painting at that time and I was moved at that time to go do um, a lot of research about Kurt um, and especially his his last days and I spent about 48 hours probably solid doing that research and came away with a greatly expanded um, view and understanding of the whole situation and um, and of Kurt himself I felt like and once I had done that, I was able to, the, the eyes came no problem, and um, we were able to finish it. Nice. Anyway. So, I, I think a lot of artists do experience um, art as what you might call channeling. Um, and that's, yeah, I don't know what that is. I do think it's something that's pretty universally um, experienced by creators, but we don't necessarily speak about it on those terms. Sure. Um, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so do you, do you feel like that's something that you've learned to cultivate though, throughout, throughout creating for years and years? Is that, is that like a muscle that you've strengthened over time? Which part? Your pipeline to the muse, so to speak. Oh, no, that's always been there. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I was trying to pick. I was trying to pull up uh, uh, an image of that painting so that uh, yeah. Nick could uh, respond to it, but it started all this crazy <laughs> feedback. Like we were having, <laughs> you were talking. I'm like, what's going on? Um, oh, you know what? We'll we'll save it for the for the post show recap vlog. Okay. Yeah, we're doing uh, we're doing vlogs for. Um, for the podcast, but we're since it's called Forging Flame, we're calling them flogs. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> I love that. There, there will that be was, some really intense flogging after yeah. after the show. It's going to be hella flogging going down. But um, I showed Nick one of your paintings. Um, I don't know if it's the one that you're working on right now. It's the one that almost looks like it could be a self-portrait. I don't know if that's what you intended, but then there's like some kind of decay kind of happening on the side of the face, and it's one you've been working on off and on for, I want to say, like over a year, really. Um, is that one ringing any bells? Like, It's got a distinctive split down the middle oh, of man. lightness and darkness, right? Oh, yeah. oh, 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 that one, yeah. Yeah, I showed that well, to I was... Oh, go ahead. Oh, you paused. Tell me the thing. What happened? Oh, okay. Um, I was going to say, uh, uh, I showed Nick the other day, showed him this painting. And, you know, just like he said earlier, like he doesn't have any kind of traditional training when it comes to like interpreting art or anything like that. But he just did this most beautiful breakdown of everything that's happening there and how, you know, he was taking it and how it made him feel and everything. So I think I want to explore that at some point. I might, I might just, uh, 
off camera, show him one of those and just, just make a video with it and just, just have him just riff on what's happening there because it's so, gosh, there's so much, there's so much happening in your paintings. You know, there's so, it's, it's really apparent that, um, a lot of energy went into every aspect of it. And, and it's cool seeing that process on your Instagram, by the way, how these paintings evolve over time, elements that come in and come out, you know, and, and all the while it's just becoming more and more refined with, with how much you're focusing on it. I think it's beautiful. But there's a part of that too, because Ryan didn't just show me the painting you're working on. He showed me a lot of different stages of that painting and oh wow it it seemed it seemed like it seemed like you yourself were in a in a pretty distinct state of evolution throughout the entire time you've you've been working on that um yes down to you know the i mean the the central focal point of the piece being i don't know is is that a self portrait is that supposed to be you or is it just a, a representation of a part of you um more or less, sometimes I'll do sort of check-in self-portraits at different times in my life. And I think at that time, there's, uh, yeah, definitely um, things. And then there's the window of potentiality and there's the the shadows. And um, part of what I was trying to paint and part of what I've been trying to paint a few times is um, I'm trying to paint the the geometries of mm. the resonant the resonators. Mm. And then they just kind of turn into different things. And that painting, I think, was another one where I... Before I was really clear um, about the shapes and boundaries of the resonators, and I was just starting to feel it out, I was trying to create a a representation of, of what that would look like for those who maybe don't think as visually as I do. Um, but I, I also, I mean, it's just, I have a hard time um, with auditory processing, too. If someone tries to describe something to me, that's mm. going to take a lot longer than, sure. you know, a diagram or something. So, yeah, I think that that is... Um, in a way, a self-portrait, um, at least in uh, in the there's a, in that feeling, they're not always meant to be a perfect representation, but to capture sure. a, a space and time. Yeah. Mm. Well, it, yeah. it there there was definitely a lot to kind of key key in on, um, just in terms of like, and uh, you know, I'm I'm in no place to to judge anyone else's art for any reason, but I can I can like give my interpretation of it. And that I feel yeah. like that's far too much for right now that like discussing, discussing okay. even just that one painting probably warrants its own episode. Yeah, but, right. but, uh, there was absolutely a lot of rich detail and a lot of detail that just kind of evolved that almost, that almost yeah. tells a story. I feel like of, of the creative process itself and, and represented, you know, like I said, what I interpreted as, as personal evolution and change just in how like things that you might've covered up or things that you might've highlighted or, or changed a bit, uh, you know, in a, in a later, um, pass, you know, uh, mm-hmm. even, even down to the expression on, on the face of the not necessarily you directly woman in, a, in there, but yeah. beautiful work regardless. I, I was blown away. I kind of felt at one point, like I was tripping looking at it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Score. <laughs> or at least awesome. I would like to, uh, observe it in great detail under those circumstances. <laughs> sure. Could write a novel. <laughs> Nice. How, like how my close battery's is running low, guys. What's that? 
I just want to let you know the battery's running low on my oh, nice okay. camera. We can here. start I mean, wrapping it up yeah, you know, pretty, we're, pretty we're, shortly. We're about an hour and a half in. That's that's a lot of content. I mean, we accomplished our primary objective here, which was telling the world about this incredible album release. Um, and, but so I, I really, I do feel like we've just barely kind of scratched the surface of of what all we could talk about creatively with you. Yeah. For sure. All right, let's do it again sometime. Oh, shit, let's yeah. do it. Let's do you like guys a, are rad. Try and stop <laughs> us. <Yeah. laughs> maybe, maybe sometime after everything's wrapped up and it's released, and you're kind of in the aftermath, and yeah. you know, maybe we can uh, we yeah. can check in and and do some kind of debrief and uh, see where we're going from here. And also, anytime you've got anything to promote, I mean, the idea here is that we're going to make this as much of a platform for other creators Hell as possible. Yes. So anytime you've got something that you want to promote, you're yeah, more than welcome. Hit us up and we're we're all about it. This was this was awesome. awesome. You guys rock. Thank <laughs> you so much again. Thank you again for uh, for being our one of our first guests. And I'm really excited about putting this together and, yeah. and oh, sharing yeah. it with everyone. Yeah. I'm honored. So what's what's the official release? Okay, so so pre pre sales happen on the equinox, being June twenty first, right? June twentieth, Saturday. I'm doing. I'm opening pre sales on Saturday, the twentieth. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. And, and that'll be at my website, jessicaheckle.com. And that's spelled with a with a. We'll put it on the screen. Oh, let me tell you. Yeah, put it on the screen. H A E C K E L. JessicaHeckle.com. Okay. And then you're on Instagram, just Jessica Heckle, all one word. Is that right? It's just my name everywhere you go. It's really awesome. easy. Oh, cool. Yeah. Strong SEO move. Right yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> know where to yeah, find you. Made it a lot simpler. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thank okay, you guys. so much. Uh, can't wait to, to check out, check out the record and maybe, maybe I can talk Ryan into trying to talk you into making an 11th, uh, Deluxe edition. <laughs> it could happen on the on the second run. I might do it. They're all going to be numbered, so the first run's going nice. to be like one out of a hundred, two out of a hundred, or whatever. And then the or the the deluxe will be one out of ten. And then when you do the second run, it'll be like one out of twenty, two out of twenty. So, um, if there's demand for that, we'll do a second run. But you know, uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm so excited. Thanks again Fingers so much, crossed. you guys. Yep. Best yeah, of luck to you. Um, I hope it's so, an awesome release. Thank you. July fifteenth. That's the official release date. Awesome. Well, I'm All there. right. Thanks, well, have Jessica. a fantastic evening. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye now. Bye.